Well, hello. Hello. And welcome to... Slab. Slab. Our, oh my God, it's better when we're not looking at each other. I know, how weird. <laughs> so this is our uh, shorter version, our less uh, manicured version. So this is where we're going to read out stories that have been sent to us. Um, yeah, we do l- limited research. Limited research. So this is um, this week we're looking at stories people sent in about the paranormal. And I'm going to go with this story. Okay, so during the early 80s, I rented a room in Hazelgrove, Stockport, so I could be near to my heavily pregnant fiancé, and I'd spent Christmas and New Year with her family, and finally went home on New Year's Day in 1982. My landlady had gone on a cruise to the Bahamas for the holidays, and I did not want to stay in the house because it was so cold with no heating on. I arrived home at 9pm, I was so cold, I went to bed fully dressed with my dressing gown on, listened to soft music through my headphones and smoked a last cigarette. I felt tired and turned the music off and extinguished my cigarette. Now, I know I was not asleep because I could see a spiral of smoke from the ashtray where I'd not properly extinguished my fag. Suddenly, I felt the duvet pulled off me to my waist and I froze. I could not move. It was as though I was paralysed. There was now sound. Now there was now sound only of the ticking of the clock. After a short while, the feeling left me, but I felt really scared. I went downstairs, taking the duvet with me, and that was where, and made myself a cup of tea. That was where my landlady found me. I explained what had happened, and she turned a deathly shade of white. The colour drained from her face. She told me that the room I was in was the room that her husband, who I can't say, passed away in. But And he says, boy, was I glad to get married and get out of that house. <laughs> yep, sharing that one with you. That's scary. Wow, that's a good one. Um, so I'm going to share a story. So Chris says, we just moved into our Welsh country cottage from a busy town. All was quiet and peaceful in the little lane outside our house on a hot early August day. We were unpacking tea chests in our new sitting room, which was a cool refuge from the heat of the afternoon. Suddenly, there were footsteps, not from the outside, but above our heads. They echoed across the ceiling and we looked at each other in horror. Above us, our toddler slept and we were each convinced in that moment that we had bought a haunted house. (gasps) Time seemed to freeze when suddenly there was a loud banging on our new back door and the man of the house bravely went to see what horrors were about to visit us from that source. But it was a little old man who stood outside the door and he seemed human enough. (laughs) Race day, he said. Pennebont Trotten races. I always park my car up here to save paying the entrance charge. (laughs) I just thought I'd let you know. As he walked back the way he'd come, his footsteps again echoed above our heads (laughs) and we realised with some relief that there was some quirk in the acoustics of our house that made it sound like his footsteps from the path were coming from the bedroom above us. We collapsed in fits of hysterical laughter in relief that our house wasn't haunted after all. (laughs) 37 years later, we're still here and still remembering the day that we bought a haunted house. Oh, I like that story. Okay, so I've got a story from Claire and it says, you went... <gasps> oh, well, no, because I know I know Claire and I know that she sent it in and I just want to say that Claire is a phenomenal aerialist called Madame Mangay. Oh. So if you want to check out her stuff, she is brilliant. 
oh brilliant so this is someone you know that sent this in okay so she starts with it was an old and tumble down house in rural portugal i was completely unable to lock or unlock the door even though others could there was a weird thing with a bookcase that had glass doors it seemed that if you left the doors open when you returned they were shut and vice versa the setup was unusual with the ground being much lower at the front than the back There was an external balcony that joined the rooms together. There wasn't a toilet. The closest place to go for a wee in the night was out onto the balcony and down the steps, past the wine cellar. But this was way too scary, she says. The second closest way was to go around the balcony, through the music room and out into the garden. There was no way on earth that I would go into the music room at night. It was too scary. The only way was to run past the music room on the balcony and out through the kitchen. (laughs) And she says, I can't define in what way the wine cellar and music room were scary. They just were. They had a presence. When I saw the ghost, I had eaten a mandrionio fruit. No, it's a flute. <laughs> and ma- mandrionio flute, which anecdotally are hallucinogenic, although I do not think it's proven. But I saw a figure in white walking towards the compost toilet, which was along past the garden. Clearly I saw her, but also clearly she wasn't there. Ooh. Other people claim to have seen another ghost who sold oranges on the track that went past the house, but I never had this experience. I also had a weird dream once about poltergeist that would push things and people into corners. It was very vivid, and in the dream, it pushed me into a corner. The force of it woke me up. I was squashed up at the head of the bed with all the bed's clothes squashed up with me. Ooh. Wow. That is terrifying. Yeah. And the music room uh just I think just having a room called the music room just yeah makes oh, yeah, me yeah, quiver with horror uh so I have a um story from Ed mm. he writes in to say it's a bit cliche but I was mates with a ghost when I was small <laughs> my aunt is a clairvoyant uh so she had to ask the ghost to leave me alone hmm. I was staying up late every night and playing with him <laughs> After that, I never mentioned him again. Apparently, he was a little boy, and my he was a little boy spirit called Matthew. Oh, do you have another one? Yes, I do. This one is from somebody called Yanni. When I was young, I was fascinated by religions. I studied them all, and then decided I really liked Wiccan, paganism, and Buddhism at the same time. So I was practicing them. One day, I was doing an initiation ceremony ceremony and the lama was just finishing her mantra when I literally got kicked in the chest by air and fell back on my chair oh wow the creepiest one was dreaming about an auntie who I loved around the age of five to seven and because of family things I hadn't seen her or spoke to her after that I moved to London and dreamed about her we were having lunch and she told me she loved me and said goodbye I called my mom and she told me auntie died last week. I'd literally had no contact with her for about 20 years and didn't even think about her ever, really. Wow, so she's wow. come to say goodbye. How lovely. Oh, I've got one last one and this is from yep. Alex. Okay. And Alex writes in to say, he did a rave in an old church and he kept feeling like he was being pushed back from behind the decks during his set. But every time he turned around... <gasps> There was nobody there. How spooky. And off-putting when you're trying to DJ, I bet. I imagine so. It's not really what you want, (laughs) is it? No. Oh, I enjoyed those stories. That was nice, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, lovely. Let's hope more people write to us and we can do it again. We can can keep reading out their stories to them. Yeah. Well, that was a bit of enjoyment for your Thursday. See you soon.